and welcome to Checked Out. We are broadcasting from Euclid Public Library in beautiful Euclid, Ohio. I'm Casey Armstrong, Director of the Library. And I'm Mike Stein, Assistant Manager of Adult Services. We talk about our favorite books, movies, services, and events with our favorite people in our favorite community. Each podcast will feature a theme. Today, we are talking about community support conversations. Our special guest is clinical social work therapist, Angela Flowers. Hi, Angela. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. And you'll be doing a couple of these virtual programs for community support at the Euclid Public Library. You have a mile-long list of accomplishments, licensed independent social worker, children's book author, master's degree in social administration. Rather than us try to summarize all you've done, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, especially as it relates to your community support program at Euclid Public Library? Yes, so I have been a licensed independent social worker for the last 15 years, and I'm also the co-owner of Making a Difference Consulting, and we provide um, clinical support, um, groups, after-school programming, professional development to um, the the local schools, as well as nonprofit organizations. And so our work uh, mainly entails a lot of working with youth and um, families on social and emotional learning, but also educating people on uh, mental health. Uh, Your community support programs offer a safe space to talk about people's pain and mourning, the loss of black lives around the country. Why is this such an important topic at this time? Well, I think that it's such an important topic because so many people are unsure about what is next. And so it's important for people to have a healthy outlet and to be able to receive support services so they can know how to channel the feelings that they have associated with the race relations issues that are going on in our community, but also just being able to feel as if they can express themselves. And so it's an awesome thing that the library is allowing these honest conversations so that people can understand each other from their point of view, but also be able to get resources to deal with secondary trauma and also um, coping skills. And so I just think it's an excellent platform so that people can express whatever they feel like they need to express, but also move forward with the healing process to be able to how they have felt in certain situations, but also get the support that they may need to actively be involved in the healing process, which is very important. Well, it does sound very important and very engaging. So what does a moderator of such a program like you need to do to make participants feel safe and included? Well, one of the things that we um, want to do to make people feel included is to set up some community guidelines in the beginning of the session. And so what that looks like is allowing the participants to actively talk about what needs to happen in this safe space in order for them to feel comfortable expressing themselves. So we do that. a couple of different ways. We always start off with introductions and an icebreaker, and then we talk about the importance of the conversation and how everyone's voice is unique and important to add to the conversation. And then from there, we establish those guidelines. And so um, if needed, we actually refer back to the guidelines so that we can continue to keep the conversation going and making sure that if people don't agree, that they can respectfully agree to disagree so that um, they can make sure that their feelings and viewpoints are um, held to a standard and that they can express themselves the way that they feel a need to. 
And just, just real quick before we move to the next question, you've already done one of these programs at the library and you have more as at the time we're recording this scheduled to come up. Can you tell us when those will be? Yes, our next session is Wednesday, July 15th at 6.30 p.m. And then our final session will be July 29th at 2.30 p.m. Okay. And anyone wanting to participate can go to euclidlibrary.org to register. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement has been going on since 2013, Angela. So do you view the current moment as a tipping point? Like what, what's going on in our communities right now? I feel as if the current climate, in addition to the pandemic, has forced people to actually sit down and confront their feelings associated with uh, race relations. And so because people have been in the homes for 90 days quarantining, 90 plus days quarantining, and the, the United States just slowly started opening up, having all of those those feelings of the uncertainty and then watching so much um, racially charged media has contributed to making people feel as if, you know what, enough is enough and our voices need to be heard. And it's not just people of color or people in minority communities. Globally, we are seeing more and more people protest and talk about different changes that need to happen in regards to systemic racism and also just uh, reforming police. Mm. And what do you see as a role for libraries in this movement? I think the role for the library is just making sure that information is available to help uh, communities feel as if they can um, voice how they feel. So having this particular virtual platform is important, but also having um, information, maybe books and audio and other um, resources to dealing with trauma, but also looking at the history of race relations and um, just having a support system and resources so that those that want to move forward with the healing process can have um, reference material that's adequate and just readings, course readings to be able to um, even explain to their children what's going on in this particular moment in history. I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, books because we, we know that you are a children's book author. Can you tell us about your book, Footprints in the Sky, which is yes. at the Euclid Public Library? Yes, I'm a children's book author, and I actually hosted my first book signing at Euclid Public Library when we released the book. And Footprints in the Sky is a book about a young girl that loses her father. And through the process of remembering her father, she realizes that even though her father uh, has passed away, that her memories of him is what keeps him alive. And it's more so a book to open the conversation about grief and loss. Mm. Well, Thanks so much for sharing all your experiences with us, Angela. And before we let our, our uh, guests go, we always ask them five quick questions. So I got a couple questions here real quick uh, to okay. have a little bit of fun with. First of all, I know you've seen the play Hamilton in person. It was just released on Disney Plus, so now pretty much everybody can watch it. Who's your favorite Hamilton character? So my favorite character is Aaron and also Hamilton. And I love both of the characters just because of their energy, and especially with Hamilton. Um, he's a ladies' man. He is so charming and charismatic that um, you just fall in love with the character. I think I agree with you on, on both of those. What has been your favorite binge during the pandemic? My favorite binge has been to sit down and actually 
get to read for pleasure. So <laughs> not reading scholarly things, but just reading for pleasure. So I have been binging on um, journaling. I just finished uh, Michelle Obama's Becoming, and then now I'm working on the journal. And then also um, I read Montana 1948, which was amazing. It was a good read too. And then in our summer program, we actually have um, read Monster. So just being able to read for pleasure. So that's one good thing out of all this. I think people have, you know, been forced to slow down a little bit so you can do a little bit of more things like that. Um, so what's your favorite activity? You are a Euclid resident. What's your favorite activity to do in Euclid? I love walking the Metro Park. So Euclid Creek, Sims Park, um, just walking around the neighborhood and the community. Um, I wanted to bike ride this summer, but unfortunately I couldn't find a place that had bikes that were reasonable. So walking has been it. Great. And uh, has your what's your number one COVID activity that you've been doing? Is it reading? Is it something else? Reading, sitting on the porch, just lounging, um, just relaxing, doing mm -hmm. some self-care. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that people can at least do a little bit of that with everything else that's going on. You can take some time and uh, do something like that. So kind of like a job interview, the fifth question is going to be, do you have any questions for us? Well, the only other question I have for you guys is what's next um, with these type of conversations and what other programs are you promoting um, this week and next week? Well, we do have a community reading event, uh, book discussion on the book, Good Kids, Bad City by Kyle Swenson. It's about three uh, Cleveland youths from, I think it was in the mid 80s, late 80s. They were falsely convicted of a crime and sent to jail for about 30 years and recently were released from jail through the Innocence Project. So it's uh, by Kyle Swenson, who is now Washington Post reporter, but used to write for the Cleveland scene and he wrote about them back then. So on Thursday, July 16th, at 6.30, we're having a online Zoom discussion about that book, which is a very interesting book. I mean, the story itself is amazing, and then the, the, the writing is, it's really well-written book. So hopefully people can tune in for that or listen to the archive of it. Um, and then I'll pop in and say that Euclid Public Library is working with the other eight library systems in Cuyahoga County to plan some upcoming authors to further discuss uh, uh, racism and social justice issues in our uh, communities. And so uh, stay tuned. Uh, we will be launching that series of authors through the One Community Reads platform starting in August. So more to come. And nice. I've seen some of the potential names on that list. It's pretty impressive. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Angela. Thank you for having me. Good to talk to you about this important issue again today. Thank you. And now the news. And now it's time for library news you cannot use. This is news from around the library world. Dear EPL patrons and staff, do not microwave your library books or any books. Word out of Grand Rapids, Michigan is that the Kent District Library needed to post on Facebook to let people know the library is quarantining books for 72 hours and microwaving books as someone did with one before returning it is unnecessary. It is unnecessary even if the library didn't quarantine the books. Certainly no EPL patrons or staff will do something like this, so no reminder is needed. But you should know that we are also quarantining our return materials for 72 hours 
to guard against the spread of the novel coronavirus. Many libraries, EPL included, have had companies come in to do a deep clean before reopening during the COVID-19 pandemic. Fortunately, we didn't have the same issue as a new market library in Suffolk County in England. Seems that when the cleaners were finished, they returned books to 18 and a half shelves in order of size. The librarians over the pond got a kick out of the mistake, posting pictures of the books arranged in descending order of size and posted a picture to Twitter. It went viral, attracting attention from thousands of people, including some here in Euclid. Perhaps it will help for those who remember a book they are looking for was big and had a blue cover. But usually we need a little more info to find the book you want. But we're always up for a challenge. Just call in or use the chat function on euclidlibrary.org to request those books or other items you would like. And finally, a Kent Roosevelt High School librarian with a local connection won a major award recently, and it was not fragile. Jennifer Flaherty, who grew up in Euclid and graduated from Euclid High School as Jen Emser, daughter of Ron and Laura Emser, was awarded a $10,000 teaching award as Ohio's winner of the National University System Sanford Teacher Award in June. According to the Ravenna Record Courier, the award is given to one inspiring teacher in each state who engages students, builds confidence, motivates students to succeed, gives students a voice, and creates inclusive environments. Jen then won one better and donated half the award to Read Woke at Roosevelt High School and the other half to Rough Riders Read, two programs she helped start at the school. And I hear the second Rough Riders Read had 247 kids leave with books. So congratulations to Jen Flaherty. And that's all the news you cannot use. Thanks for listening to Checked Out. We hope you will tune in next time. You can learn more by checking out the library website, youthlibrary.org.